Courtney Foster. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Good Thursday morning here in the capital city. I'm Caleb Henry. Jack Mitchell has the day off. Looking ahead, he will have next Thursday off as well, trying to get some of those vacation days in. There is a fog across the city, and no, I do not think that is the residual impact of the day that was yesterday. Mark Vale in the newsroom, Doug Fitzgerald with us. Good uh, morning. I, I think you just got in from the Snoop Dogg concert, right? I did. I did. Just rolled in. Just floated in with the clouds. I'm telling you. <laughs> that was so thick out there driving in. Yeah? On the east side of town, it was just uh, driving through the clouds, so... Be careful out there. And those blue lights don't help. The street lights don't help during the fog. Right. Just saying. Uh, Mark, there's a dense fog advisory this morning, In, right? effect, in effect until 9. We've got uh, visibilities ranging from uh, less than a block yep. to around a half mile uh, in and around the area. And it, it changes very, very quickly. It's It goes from, you know, you can see two, three blocks to you can barely see the car ahead of you. Right. So that's, uh, you got to slow down. Keep your headlights on. The, uh, the low beam, not the high beam. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll really throw you out. And the other thing that I noticed, Doug, uh, coming in, um, the green lights are hard to see. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, <laughs> they, right. they really don't penetrate like the uh, red or the yellows. So, no. you know, approach those uh, with a, a little bit of extra caution. I think it's like the third, second or third time in, in since owning my truck for the last six years that I've used the fog actual fog lights. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Rarely get to punch those things. I was excited. Get to try it, <laughs> and then I had to check to see if they were actually working. But they you know, did. You know, I'm not entirely sure this is totally meteorological fog because I did uh, get a report on the way in that uh, after the concert was out, the McDonald's up here on 48th Street, uh, cars were lined up back uh, to Vine and both directions on Vine for several blocks. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 I'd seen some uh, some pictures of some drive-throughs across the city um, post-concert that were definitely filling up a little bit more. Um, El Kent Walgamont's got a a good recap of of the concert um, that I read this morning, and he said it was a really good. He said it was a really good mix of of what people knew. From from Snoop from thirty years ago and what made him classic Snoop and obviously um, some things that he was able to mix in on what he's working on what he's been doing here in the last decade as well. Okay, I you know I hate to well, I don't hate to admit it, but I, I will admit I have not been an aficionado of Snoop Dogg's music. <laughs> that's okay. You don't have to drop it like it's hot, Mark Vale. Right. <laughs> My, I'm curious. I was asking my daughter last night. She didn't go, but her boyfriend did. And I'm curious, like, is he just as chill on stage during his entire concert as he is when you see him, like, on TV or reality shows? Well, according or to El Kent, he, does he, he was, pick it up a little bit? According to El Kent, he was very smooth going was across it? the stage between uh, between performances. So It would have been fun to watch. Yeah, it sounds good. Um, he, he had a couple of hype men there. Uh, I think he said he had uh, four stripper poles. So <laughs> there, you go. There, there you go. That's Pinnacle Bank Arena for you. Um, but yeah, there, there's all of that. I know Jack is probably looking up everything that people can report from what happened in there because that is Jack would be the demo that that concert was for a little bit of mine but yeah definitely um his there now yesterday there was also um speaking of stuff just to the uh the west of us 
the legislature finally wrapped up. That seems like that's been going on forever for being a shorter session, Mark. Well, yeah, they, uh, you know, they had a lot of four-day weeks, and that extends it a little mm-hmm. bit. But uh, they accomplished uh, they, uh, a lot, you know, a lot of uh, positive words. Uh, of course, if you uh, were on the other side of the equation on those, you probably weren't as happy. But they uh, they did pass a lot of legislation. Uh, Speaker Mike Hilgers uh, ran for what's uh, been described as a very efficient session, although there were several filibusters and, mm-hmm. and several major things did not happen. But the uh, historic tax cut, one of the big ones, uh, support for law enforcement, and, of course, the big water project, probably three of the big things. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And you had, uh, well, and obviously the session, not without controversy. Um, you had what happened with Senator Groney. Um, you have, as you get to the very end here, uh, before everything wrapped up, what was uh, reported from the Examiner and Aaron Sandiford in, involving Senator Slama. Um, so there's what was done from the legislature, but also uh, not a squeaky clean uh, last few months out of the Capitol. Right. Uh, very uh, uh, moving uh, testimonials yesterday and remembrances of a 16-year member of the legislature, yeah. Brad Ashford, who passed away this week. Uh, so uh, several members there who'd served with him and uh, worked with him over the years uh, had some very, very uh, nice words for him. Yesterday, we also had a, a little bit of rain. I know that because my dog's feet told me so. <laughs> there was a, enough mud out there. How much did uh, did Casa Vale get much of anything to even I register? Have, I, let me see. I have not seen it. There, it was very little. I mean, I, there was like three hundreds as of uh, last night at the airport. So, you know, that's pretty hard to measure. That's, right. That's a trace on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, not but, much there. But uh, as we move into uh, today... Um, and tonight, there's going to be some fire dangers, uh, portions of eastern Nebraska and western Iowa this afternoon. Also, some possible thunderstorm activity, which I'm happy that that's coming in, and there's not a baseball game tonight. <laughs> I started to get a little bit worried about that yesterday when there was some rain coming through, uh, but then you saw that it wasn't going to be very much. That's right. And well, and as Jack always likes to uh, point out uh, in the forecast from the National Weather Service, Beginning in the forecast for Friday, I see windy, Friday night windy, Saturday windy. Here's the thing about the windy. Last night was awesome. I went out at 7 o'clock. The sky broke open, Mm -hmm. and there was no wind. And so I sat on the porch and soaked it in because I knew it was going to start getting windy again. Yeah, there there was a couple-hour stretch there that was pretty nice. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, Mark, anything else we got going on in the newsroom? Well, uh, not any really big news. Uh, Charles W. Herbster had a, uh, impromptu news conference yesterday. Uh, continues to deny mm-hmm. uh, the accusations that have been leveled against him. Um, little, uh, you know, nothing really new there that, that I could tell. Right. So, uh, but getting ready for the big rally a week from tomorrow, uh, a week from tomorrow night. It'll take place out at uh, I-80 Speedway. With uh, It's not a Herbster rally, by the way. It's no, a, no. <laughs> it's a Save America Trump rally where uh, Herbster will be a guest speaker. So, um, I, I know I'd, I'd been watching this on social media the last couple of days, and we'll talk with it, uh, talk about it with Gro Lincoln um, at 810 today. But La Paloma mm-hmm. is closing its doors. Um, and that that one struck me, and then you see the the number of people talking about their experiences over the past couple decades of going to La Paloma. 
Yes, and I saw uh, also earlier this week that uh, Burrito Express closed. Oh, I missed that. Uh, yeah, I saw that, although they are planning to reopen in a different location. We just no have no details on it. That was in the Journal Star. Okay, and that was the one just over here, right? Right, on North 48th. And as a matter of fact, when they had their soft opening, you may remember, uh, we got to be uh, the uh, trial people for yeah. the soft opening there, and they brought us breakfast one day. Yeah, that was... Not that long ago. And, and it was breakfast and lunch and part of dinner. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> it was, stuck around a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So. Other than that, uh, you know, I think a couple of things coming up. We've got the big uh, LPS food walk mm-hmm. this Saturday, East High, raises uh, funds for the Food Bank of Lincoln. That goes back in. A lot of that goes back to support the different programs uh, that the Food Bank and, and other organizations around the uh, city provide uh, for Lincoln students who are needy, like the backpack program and uh, other food and nutrition programs for needy people. So that'll be good. Uh, about a mile walk, a uh, casual walk, but raises a lot of funds. They've raised, I think, a million and a half plus in, uh, so far in wow. their, their efforts. So be uh, good to see the community get back in and support that. And of course, tomorrow is also uh, the day that uh, Convoy of Hope semi shows up at People City Mission Help Center, 68th and P, they want to get the semi load of diapers and uh, baby wipes to send over to Ukraine. So. Right, yeah. Mm. So that that's a, the last time you can get those in there. And I know um, we had heard Pastor Tom talk about how some people were trying to do the, like, where you order it on your phone for it to show up. And um, sometimes those aren't going to show up in time. So you've got pretty much today to get it in hand and get it over there. Yeah, they're, they're scheduled to load about noon tomorrow. So, you know, I'm sure they'll take them if you get there tomorrow morning, mid-morning. But, uh, <laughs> you know, they've got a lot of uh, a lot of work to do to, to uh, get that semi. That, and they want to fill that semi. Yeah, absolutely. So, so um, help out there if you can. Uh, Doug, you and I were talking a little bit before the show. Baseball, another one-run game. Um, another uh, just just a heart attack is what I feel like I'm getting every time I'm watching this team. It's frustrating to watch them get on base and not be able to bring them home. You know, that's the and 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 you know, Coach Bull talked about that. He just talked about how the bats aren't hot and they need them hot when they need them. You know, and you get them on base, you got to drive them home, and uh, they're just not doing that. So, but they got to win. And yeah. we'll take it. Yeah, got to win. Scrape by. Needed, needed to use a lot of the bullpen. Had two home runs. <laughs> uh, but the, you saw a lot of things that are just indicative of the season. Yep. Um, not just leaving guys on, but you look at the eighth inning in particular. You get someone on with a hit by pitch, and you try to move them over with a bunt, but you bunt and you pop it up to the pitcher. Mm-hmm. So your runner's still on first base. What happens during the next batter? Well, he gets picked off first base. Uh, catcher snap. <laughs> that's throw. happened a few times. Yeah. I mean, that's not like it's just a one and done thing. No, that's... catcher with a, a snap throw. So now you've got two outs out of nowhere, and then you just bloop it out in the in the infield. It's like, well, that was a lot of momentum yep. you could have had, yep. um, and that went away in a hurry. But you do hold on for a win. You snap the losing streak before heading to uh, Indiana this weekend. Um, so you'll have that series before returning home for several games and. You just hope some things can get figured out right now. Yeah. I also saw on social media Kyle Perry um, continuing that rehab on his elbow. He's that that is that is a young man who has gone through the trials and tribulations yeah. uh, of what can come from being a high level athlete when you get the injuries. Yeah, you're young, you know, young team. They've had trouble, you know, with the with the pitching in general. They just haven't had their top pitchers healthy and ready to go in there. 
So that's uh, that's kind of important as you move ahead. So. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. Obviously, I'll have some of that in sports, but we will also have Jessica Cootie in at 8.35. Greg Sharp taking the week off. As I said, we will have uh, Grow Lincoln at 8.10, and we're just going to work backwards the rest of the show there. At Morning Drive, brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management at 7.35, 7.10. Going to have a ticket Thursday, and we've got a lot of tickets to give away. This is for a show called Come From Away. Um, the performance is on April 28th, so a week from today, um, and we've got pairs of tickets. I've got like 10 pairs of tickets here, um, so the game is not going to be that difficult. Um, I am doing uh, something where it, it's not that uh, difficult, okay? Like It's multiple, it's multiple choice. <laughs> I, I realize you went one for five. I went one we for five testing. in the test round. Um, so it, but it, it's not that that difficult, so you'll, you'll have plenty of opportunities to win those at, at 710, um, and that show Oh, by the way, um, very, very, uh, very striking show where it's about 9-11 and you've got the flight that's grounded in Newfoundland yep. um, and just everything that that goes around that. And we've had some folks talk about that show. That, that's one that you're going to want to see. So we'll have that at 710. I was going to talk with the Capital Humane Society here in about 30 minutes. But, um, Doug, I'm super excited to have yeah. you back in studio. You haven't had a one-shot, one-life for a few I know, weeks. I almost but, a month. But I'm, I'm glad we can have you come back in before uh, before... Well, this Saturday you this do Saturday. have a show. Yep. Good show, too. Um, we've got uh, film producer, uh, author, and actor uh, Betty Jewel Slater from L.A. She's going to be on. We're going to talk about uh, she really helps people overcome difficulties through faith. And we're going to talk about how we can utilize that to be successful in breaking through racism and all the you know political turmoil that we have going on. So Betty's going to be on. It's going to be a great show. Well, you guys pretty much missed the entire uh, Easter season. So it'll be good we to did. talk about uh, overcoming be. some of that with yep. faith on, uh, on Saturday. That's uh, Doug Fitzgerald, One Shot, One Life. You can hear him. At 11 on Saturdays, also here for the rest of this morning. I'll have sports when we come back. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends at 624 on KLIN. Want today's top news stories? Top Husker stories? You can get them sent straight to your inbox every afternoon. Just sign up for the daily for free at KLIN.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. It's Brittany Foster. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. Reminder that in about 30 minutes, you will have your chance to win a pair of Come From Away tickets at the Lead Center. That show is in a week. Um, sounds like a great show. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll have that synopsis for you just before that Ticket Thursday segment. But I think we're going to play over the text line. 
think we're going to play over the text line because I've got um, about 10 pairs to give away, and I want to make sure folks have all got a chance to to participate and, uh, and, and play, and sometimes it's hard to get into those phone lines and also... Sometimes it's hard to uh, to answer the phone lines and, and run yeah. everything else for a show. So um, get prepared. The Rick Stein Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400. That is what you will be texting when we get to Ticket Thursday here in about 30 minutes. First, got to get into the sound off now. Um, there is a lot that we have to get to across a whole bunch of different topics, but we're going to start over um, in Ukraine as Russia is demanding Ukrainians trapped in a steel plant surrender the last stronghold in Mariupol is claiming he has ordered his forces not to storm that steel plant where the Ukrainians are holed up, instead ordering a siege of the plant, essentially forcing these people uh, to surrender or die. Uh, Putin says they will blockade the plant so that not even a fly can get in. Russia estimates 2,000 Ukrainian Marines, along with innocent civilians, including women and children, have been starving and dying while hiding out in that plant and its underground tunnels. You just don't think about sieges in, 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 in modern-day mm-hmm. um, conflicts. We see it with, if you're watching a show on HBO or right. Netflix or something, and um, it's talking about things that happened 600 years ago, 700 right. years right. ago, even, two, even a, a 150, 200 years ago. It's, well, there's this fort or there's this city, and we're going to lay siege to it. That's what you think of. But that's what's happening in Ukraine with this steel plant right now, and it's just and everything going on in Ukraine continues to boggle my mind. Well, and it's a top power country, so you know since you you have that, that's where it's being brought to to light. Mm-hmm. And like you said, to see a country like you know Russia do this is appalling, and um and, and it's but it's been going on since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that we don't understand. We just haven't seen it in this kind of kind of light yet, and it's I don't understand it. I don't, I don't get it. It's sickening every time you turn the news on and see what's happening. And at some point, somebody's going to get, you know, has to do something. Right. And it's just, that's, that's, that's the fear. I think I, I personally, like at what point is somebody going to step in and say enough's enough with right. this 2000 people in there. Yeah. We've talked about that a number of times. What is that line that yeah, cannot be crossed right. before more yeah. action is taken, um, particularly from uh, from NATO right. and the NATO allies? And they said what yesterday they tested that nuclear, uh, their one of their nuclear yeah, bombs Russia, in Russia. Yeah, Russia did that. So, yeah, at some point the line will be crossed, but who knows? And nobody wants to take a stance because they don't want to, you mm-hmm. know, have it erupt into something that's well world war three right it, it, so. it's a delicate situation you yep. tiptoe it a little bit yep. but uh, the, there is a line somewhere we just obviously don't know what that line is and the sickening part is you got the women and children there too mm-hmm. and that's um it's uh like the bomb shelter they had a few weeks ago that they blew up and that had that was specifically for sheltering the men and women or the women and the right. children yeah there. That, that library they identified it they had it you know but they went ahead and, and mm-hmm. bombed it. So uh, Closer to home, we uh, talked about the, the decision on the mask mandates and, and that getting rolled back. Well, <laughs> the CDC, 
There is going to be an appeal. Two days after the federal judge struck down the CDC's mass mandate on public transportation, the Justice Department says they will appeal. Quote, CDC has asked DOJ to proceed with an appeal. It is CDC's continuing assessment that at this time, an order requiring masking in the indoor transportation corridor remains necessary for the public health. CDC believes this is a lawful order, well within CDC's legal authority to protect public health. Earlier this week at airport bars and waiting areas across the country, People ripping off their masks could be heard all over the world. Shouts of joy. The CDC wanted to study the mask mandate until May 3rd. I just don't think there's enough of a fight there for it. It's just two more weeks. Um, and, and as you're looking at it, obviously private businesses can still still have their own requirements. Right. Um, just like you walk into somewhere and they, no shoes, no shirt, no shoes, no shirt, no service. Well, there are some places you can walk into without shoes or a shirt. Right. Um, the same thing here with the masks. There are some places that are going to elect to still ask people to do that. I just don't think there there's a fight at the federal level for this at this no. point. You know, uh, you've you've pushed it too far. People are too upset with about it. You know, it, it's done. You know, yeah. and to see the excitement that people had. Now, I'm a weird one. Like on the airplanes, like you still have a choice, right? Anybody can wear a mask if they want to. Mm-hmm. Nobody's stopping you from going out and wearing a mask. Right. And I'm j- I'm one of those weird, especially flying flying on planes. I'm a germ guy. You know me. I'm yeah. a germ guy. I'm wiping <laughs> things down. I'll probably wear a mask from now on because at least there's a comfort level of not you know people not judging you for that. Whereas before, if you wore a mask. People thought you're crazy or something mm-hmm. was wrong. Right. So, but again, we have a choice. So if you want to wear it, wear it. If you don't, don't. Yeah, you know? the, you're right, though. So the, there is a certain level of uh, of acceptance of just going, oh, this is normal. If I'm out at, uh, at a store just earlier this week and I saw a couple people wearing a mask, saw a family wearing, a ma- wearing masks, and I was just thinking, huh. all right, cool. They're, yep. they're wearing masks. And it's, it's no second thought. Now, if you would have gone three years ago, right, and I would have seen a family wearing a mask, I would have said, "I wonder what's going on." Right. I want. I wonder did did they just come from the hospital? Is something going on? Yep, that's exactly. Um, what we should think. they have everybody here? Or is one of them really sick? Um, we just don't ask those questions now because we just go, "Oh, they're they're doing what they think is best for their family. Good for yep. them." Um, and I, I feel like uh, as we switch gears, every time you're on, we talk the border. I feel like we they, it somehow comes up every time um, the border, in particular the Texas-Mexico border. Well, there are still uh, still plenty of migrants and uh, asylum seekers arriving at that southern border and crossing into the country. Another busy day here in Eagle Pass, Texas. group of men all smiles after they crossed illegally into the U.S. They were part of a large group of nearly 200 mostly single adults who walked across the river and gave themselves up to Border Patrol. While just down the road, another group of migrants walks across the Rio Grande and enters into Eagle Pass illegally. In the Rio Grande Valley sector, border agents encountered two groups totaling 468 illegal immigrants, more than half of them single adults. And in Border Patrol's Tucson sector, an agent and his canine partner made back-to-back major fentanyl busts at a checkpoint near Nogales, seizing more than 90 pounds of the deadly opioid. So, thanks staying busy on the southern border. <laughs> and they're, weren't they bussing them up to D.C. as well? Yeah, there, was, there were a there, few there of those last week. They were bussing up to D.C., yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you I, go. I, I don't have a whole lot to add to that. <laughs> uh, yesterday, you had the, the Snoop Dogg concert here in town. Cole Wetzel opened for him yeah. as well with his kind of southern rock 
uh, vibe that he had going on. Obviously, it was the um, it was on 420, which is the right. official weed holiday. Every- which I didn't even know until yesterday. I had to have my daughter explain it to me. I'm yeah, like, what's and, the deal with 420? And, and there's for for a lot of us that we don't partake. It's 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 tongue in cheek. We know what it is, but for some people that that's a um, when when you talk freedoms and liberty and for a lot of people that's where the mask mandates came back to being able to do what you want to do with your life that's that same fight for a lot of people there so that that date holds a lot of value um to a number of people well across the city of lincoln obviously there was some uh partaking going on (laughs) you could say You, you definitely knew it was happening i don't think there was an uptick um in arrests or anything if people were obviously um, still being safe about it, but head to the East Coast. Marijuana sales are beginning in New Jersey. The start of sales comes days after a state commission okayed companies to take the final steps. One Jersey resident says other states are doing it, so you have to start it and then fix it as you go along. Seven companies will operate in 13 towns. One of them is Patterson. Its mayor, Andre Sag, told Fox 5 New York he hopes this means... Revenue generated as a result, and we're hoping that'll also afford additional employment opportunities. A government-issued ID is all you need to buy an ounce of the dried leaves, up to 5 grams of oils, or 1,000 milligrams of food or gummies. In Newark, New Jersey, Gernal Scott, Fox News. (laughs) So yeah, it's it, you have that coming in on four twenty one starting, right. but that that's another state where it's legal now. There you go. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I I'm I'm super, I'm going to ask you off air. I'm oh, super no. interested in that in that conversation of you just going, what is this four twenty thing? Super interested well, in that conversation. I here's the thing about marijuana. I know there there are definitely benefits from the medical side. I know there are, mm-hmm. and we've seen that. I've I've you know I've I've talk to people where I know there's a benefit. So, and then at what point do you cross that line and you see what's gone on in, in Colorado? Mm-hmm. Um, there's the positive and there's the negative that comes mm-hmm. along with that. And how does it taken care of? So just like with that news article, it's like, at what steps do you take and fixing it, fixing it along the way is my question, right? Uh, you know, what, what are the problems and then how do you do that and take care of it? So. Uh, staying on the East coast, <laughs> uh, Florida, and there, there's been a feud between the, the governor and Disney in Florida, but I didn't realize, did you know Disney governs itself? I did. Well, yeah. As, as, as a city? Yep. I didn't quite realize that. Well, that might be changing here in the near future. Donald Duck is going to raise a ruckus about this one. The Florida Senate has passed a bill to repeal a law allowing Walt Disney World to operate a private government over its properties in the state. The Republican-controlled chamber approved the measure Wednesday, escalating a feud with Disney over its opposition to a law barring instruction on sexual orientation as well as gender identity through third grade. The proposal could have huge tax implications for Disney. Democrats warn the move could cause local homeowners to get hit with big tax bills. Tom Rigotti, Fox News. You're having other states now saying we'll have we'll host Disney oh, man. <laughs> because of the revenue. Oh man, if you could, there, if you got Disney to just up and leave, that the amount of money and infrastructure and what they have done oh, yeah. um, to that area, there's no way it'd be just like moving any other city yep. right now. Is like, can, could you take Lincoln? And say, well, we we Just don't like what's it. happening in, in with <laughs> Nebraska, so Lincoln's going to move to South Dakota. You just can't do yeah. it, you know. Um, going out to the the west, and we've got the the fire warning um, here in uh, in eastern Nebraska and western Iowa um, that continuing. 
Uh, let me just make sure I've got that. Uh, high to very high fire dangers uh, across eastern Nebraska and western Iowa this afternoon. Well, Arizona continues to deal with wildfires. Temperatures are warming up. Fuel is dry. Uh, we had an abundance of rainfall over our monsoon season, and, you know, that would lead some to believe in, you know, hey, that's great. We had all of this moisture, but all that did was just create an abundance of grass throughout southern Arizona into the Sonoran Desert. So we now just have this dry grass crop that's pretty much a tinderbox waiting to burn. Yeah, that, that continues to be an, an issue yeah. across the western states. It seems like there's just always um, states out to the west that are just on fire. Well, and we had it in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I haven't heard the latest report of where that's at, if it's all completely out at this point, do you mm-hmm. know? But I, I, Yeah, I think it's is it, now. They took that, but yeah, it's impacting us all. So, um, This one here is for our old friend uh, Kellen, just because he was a dairy farmer, so we had to get an update on, uh, there is a dairy farm decline. George Crave is the head cheesemaker and president at Crave Brothers Farmstead Cheese. He's seen small dairy farms in Waterloo, Wisconsin vanish over the past 40 years. There's about 15 farms in the township here that used to milk cows that don't milk cows anymore. However, we produce more milk on this farm than what all those other 15 farms produced. Data from the U.S. Department of Agriculture shows last year Wisconsin lost 360 dairy farms, about 5% of the total. It's a similar story all across the country. In the year 2000, there were 83,000 licensed dairy farms in the country. Now there are fewer than 30,000. Usually this means lower prices at the grocery store for consumers, but inflation is actually increasing the prices. In Stevens Park, Wisconsin, Mills Hayes, Fox News. That means Haviken dairy farms are going to have to do a little bit more work going That's forward. Right. Did you have dairy farms in Loop City around there? Do you remember no, growing up? I don't I don't think we had a dairy no, farm. No, we there. we had what I remember in Albion is we had small ones around. Mm-hmm. So I mean real I mean small family farms yeah, yeah, yeah. dairy and which was important for them. Yeah, so. I, I just I don't remember any dairy farms right yeah. there in Sherman County. Um so Queen Elizabeth II turning 96 today. 96 she's getting old <laughs> um and she's been she's been at the helm of that country for like 70 years um but what do you do when you're turning 96 it's what every little girl wants toy maker mattel is honoring britain's queen elizabeth for her 70 years on the throne with a limited edition doll in her image the queen elizabeth barbie goes on sale thursday the queen's 96th birthday Royal Barbie is dressed in one of the monarch's iconic outfits and comes in a box inspired by the throne room in Buckingham Palace. And bravo, Mattel, Queen Barbie really looks like her royal model. Carmen Roberts, Fox News. What is the royal model is what I want to know. So I haven't pulled up a picture, and I'm, I'm curious. Are they using, Are they using... I haven't, but I'll look up a picture, but... Are they using the what the queen looks like now? Right, that's what or, I'm wondering. Or is it queen when she took over <laughs> right. in the 50s? <laughs> There's a difference in what that's going to look like. It's got to be in the 50s. Not, not that good, would be not my bad, guess. Not otherwise, but yeah, so um, you've got that. This one, as I've gone through it, and I told you this was going to get all over the place. Um, if you've got folks who are about to go to college, I'm not going to say avoid Utah or... 
<laughs> There's weird stuff happening at a Utah college. It's not quite called Porn 101, but beginning in the 2022-23 academic year, Westminster College and Salt Lake City students will be able to watch hardcore pornographic films in a class that's supposed to shed light on porn as an art form. The class description says hardcore pornography is as American as apple pie and more popular than Sunday night football. The class, they say, will watch porn films together and discuss the sexualization of race, class and gender as a radical art form. Westminster College did not respond to a request for comments from Fox News. Sue Gosman, Fox News. You weren't kidding. We're going to be going all over the place with sound off today. <laughs> you, you, didn't, you didn't think it was going there. Um, so I had in my sports that Jay Wright is retiring from Villanova. It's just kind of a bombshell retirement yesterday. Um, he has done a lot in his career for the Wildcats. After guiding Nova to two national titles. Jay Wright is making his exit. The Athletic, the first report that Wright will retire as head men's basketball coach for Villanova after 21 seasons, guiding the Wildcats to four Final Four appearances, including this year, and winning the national championship in 2016 and 2018. Wright exits with a record of 520 and 197, a two-time Naismith Coach of the Year and a Basketball Hall of Famer as of last year. Fordham's Kyle Neptune, a former assistant coach to Jay Wright for a decade, is expected to be named his successor. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. So Jay Wright joining uh, Roy Williams, Coach Krzyzewski, um as just really high-profile coaches yeah. to uh, retire here in the, in the last year, year and a half. So um, that that's going to be a big one that will be missed in college athletics. And Jay Wright just always seemed like a really good guy, uh, too. So that is your sound off. We're going to be talking with the Capital Humane Society coming up next. It is 6.55 on LNK Today with Jack and Friends, KLIN. Brittany Foster. <laughs> It's our weekly spotlight of pets for you to adopt from the Capital Humane Society on LNK Today. 6.58 on LNK Today with Jack and Friends. Time to talk Capital Humane Society and some pets available for adoption with uh, Matt. How's it going this Thursday morning? I almost said Friday. It's only Thursday. (laughs) Might feel like Friday, but it's going well. (laughs) Uh, What do you have uh, up for folks to hear about today? So first we got Tucker, and Tucker is an approximately one-and-a-half-year-old border collie mix. He's a neutered male, and he's black and white in color. Weighs about 45 pounds, and he came to us because his previous owner didn't have time to take care of him. Mm -hmm. Uh, True to his breed, he's an active dog, and he's going to need lots of daily attention and exercise. Uh, But also what we've seen here at the shelter is it looks like he thinks every dog is his best friend, and he wants to play (laughs) with everybody. So. With proper introductions, he'd probably do pretty well in a home with other dogs. Mm-hmm. And then we also have Tetris, and Tetris is an approximately three-year-old domestic short-haired spade female, and she's black and white in color. She's a petite cat. She's a little under six pounds, but she came to us as a lost cat, and unfortunately nobody came looking for her. Mm-hmm. But here at the shelter, she's actually living in one of our cat colony rooms, and so she has some other feline roommates, and so... Uh, if you have some other cats at home, again, with proper introduction, she would probably do well with them. I know some folks that would definitely enjoy a cat colony. Matt, if uh, <laughs> if folks want to uh, make an adoption, how can they do so? So, Pylock Pet Adoption Center, located at 70th and Highway 2. Today, we're open from 1130 to 7, and tomorrow, 1130 to 7, and then Saturday and Sunday, 12 to 5. So, if you're interested, come on out. Fantastic. Matt, hey, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again next week. Have a good one. 7 o'clock, KLI in Lincoln. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Ticket Thursday, 7-11 here in the capital city. I'm Caleb Henry alongside Doug Fitzgerald. Jack Mitchell off for the week, so that means we can do whatever the heck we want to do with our games, and um, generally that means the games are going to go a little bit smoother. Now, what you're playing for today, we've got nine pairs of tickets to the show, Come From Away. Um, This will be at the Leeds Center next weekend, nine pairs of tickets. Now, if you haven't heard of this show, we've talked about it a couple of times here. And it's the true story of 7,000 stranded passengers in a small town in Newfoundland that welcomed them. Um, cultures clashed, nerves ran high, but uneasiness turned into trust. Uh, music soared into the night, gratitude grew into enduring friendship. So this is a very, very fun show to go to, and it is always um, a little bit extra fun when there's some historical truth yep. to it. Um, so with a connection between the United States and Canada... Um, I decided to play our game this or that or both. So, <laughs> how well do you know your Canadian towns versus your towns in Minnesota? Because that's the place that I just associate as Canada South. Because okay. um, I think we'd know the New Jersey towns a little bit easier. <laughs> um, so, Canada towns, Minnesota towns, or is it a town in both? So, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to name a town. I'm going to play a little bit of music. And we are going to choose whether it is the fourth person to get it correct coming in or the sixth person, whatever it is. We want to give a little bit of leeway for those listening on the stream, um, those listening on our FM, because we know that runs a little bit behind the AM as well. But you have to tell me, is it Canada, is it Minnesota, or both? So all you have to text in on the Rick Sign Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400, Canada, Minnesota, or both, and we will let the music run until we get to that number. So this very first one, I feel like this is a pretty easy one, in my opinion. So we will take the fourth person who gets this correct, the fourth one to get this correct, whether it is Canada, Minnesota, or both, St. Albert. St. Mm. Albert, is that a town in Canada? Is it a town in Minnesota? Or is it a town in both places? St. Albert. <laughs> you know me, I'm great at geography, so... You are, I, you are I, fantastic. I did, I did awesome, man. I, I nailed it. All right, here we go. We got a, a few coming in here. Let's see. We Lisa got said- wrong. One right, two right. There's another one. Can let you guys know we just got one more person's got to get it right coming in. A few people saying both and not not getting it right. I can tell you right now, it's not both. <laughs> uh, we will give it right there to 
Muggle Jeremy is going to be our winner on this All one. Right. So write down Jeremy for our Got winner. It on our first one. So that's how easy it is to play. Um, St. Albert, Canada. Just a town in Canada, not a town in Minnesota, um, from what we could find there. Mark? Yeah? You're going to have to help me out, by the way, on some of these if I mispronounce them. <laughs> there, there, there is an Albert Lee, Minnesota. Yes. But not a St. Albert. That's correct. Um, now, our second one. Again, we are playing, whether it is Canada, Minnesota, or both for some come-from-away tickets. This next one, Brooks. Brooks. Is Brooks a town in Canada? A town in Minnesota? Or is there a Brooks? Can I guess this one? Or is there a Brooks in both of them? <laughs> I'll let you guess, because I, you, I, don't, I don't think you... You already gave me the answer. Oh, yeah, so. I already gave you this one. <laughs> so... So we've got these coming in now. By the way, on this one, we're going to take our fifth person to get it correct. All right. Our fifth person to get it correct coming in there. Being really hard-nosed on this, aren't you? Well, try, trying to give a little bit of fairness. Well, that's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, not, not everyone's hearing it at the exact same time. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. We've got... And everyone, you've got the listeners over the AM signal, the FM signal, then the stream. So everyone's a little bit different going on there. Yeah, the AM is the fastest. The FM 99.3 is next, then HD, and then the stream. And <laughs> boy, this gets complicated. Well, it also help if people would get it right. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow, a lot of people not getting this one. There we go, Mike. Mike A is going to be our winner for that yep. one. Um, so we had Mike come in with that one. Our next one, we are going to go with Dawson. Is Dawson, by the way, the answer Ooh. to Brooks, that's in both. Dawson, is that a town in Canada, Minnesota, or is it in both of them? Oh, you're making you're making he's, your guesses in there. He's guessing. You can make you can you can make your guess out loud. You I know. Can, you can try to influence it's, it's both. people. It's both. Um, mm. I don't know. I, you didn't ask me this one, so I'm going to guess. I'm going to say Minnesota. You're going to say Minnesota. Yeah, there is a Dawson, Minnesota. But is there a Dawson, Canada? I'm going to say no. Is there? Uh, yeah, there is. Oh, now you're Google searching. In there. <laughs> no, I. I what I was checking to see if it was a derivative of the word Dawson. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so both. By the way, the answer is both, and uh-huh. Kim is our winner on that one. Kim is our winner there. So we've given away, what, three? Three so far. Three so far. We've got six still to go, so we're going to move a little oh, bit wow. quicker. Um, so as you guys just continue to, to text in, we'll just be picking winners as they come across right. there. So uh, just make sure you're getting it right. This one... Baudet. It's actually it's actually pronounced Baudet. Baudet. There we go. That that's why I knew I could count on you with uh, with your international range of towns. Baudet. I thought that that was the hometown of a former Secretary of Agriculture and former Congressman from Minnesota, uh, Bob. And I'm drawing blank on his Bob 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 Berglund. I was going to say you gave a lot of information and then just no last name. Well, Bob Berglund. 
You remind me of the, the guy who does the commercial for the, the hotel. Tom Bidette. Tom Bidette. <laughs> that's who I was thinking of. Right, that, that's what I thought of the first time I saw that. He was from Homer, Alaska. Ooh. little trivia there. Well, actually, he was working for a public radio station up there. So, Bidette. Dave gets it correct. That is a town in Minnesota, not a town in Canada. So, Dave. <laughs> right, got him. Yeah, but it's as close to Canada in the U.S. as you can get. <laughs> right. Across um, the river. All right, I'm going to ask for your help with this name here. All right. Owatonna? Oh, it's Owatonna. Owatonna. Some people call it Owatonna, but it's Owatonna. Owatonna. Is that Canada, Minnesota, or both? As we reset, everyone's texting in right now. (laughs) I can tell you one thing that I do know. It was 24 miles from my hometown. Oh, yeah. Well, you are famously Canadian, though, so... It's an old Indian name. Brent is our winner there. Minnesota is the correct answer. Right on I-35. Owatonna, Minnesota. Four more left. Four left, and we're going to go to Moose Lake. Oh, sure. Moose Lake. Absolutely. It's got to be both. It's just got to be. Well, you feel like Moose Lake can definitely be in Minnesota. Um, you feel like if anything is moose related, it's got to be Canada. It's got to be Canada. But I got to say both. My uh, cousin taught in the Moose Lake school districts for several years. Okay. That give you any idea? I've got an idea. Yes. <laughs> hey. <laughs> A lot of people saying both on this one. Coming in right now. Moose Lake. Canada or Minnesota or both. Better than Moose Breath. Moose Lake. Well, (laughs) Might be both. Right. As we're continuing to watch these coming in here. Kathy is going to be our winner on this one. Kathy with a C. Kathy with a C. Just Minnesota. Now, there is Ooh. a Moose Lake, Canada, but it is a lake. It is not a town. And we are talking towns here. Moose Lake is north of the Twin Cities on I-35. Almost Pine City. Our next one coming in, Canada, Minnesota, or both Labrador City. Labrador City. Labrador City. Labrador City. I did not make that up one bit. It is a town in Canada, or it's a town in Minnesota, or it's a town in both. I think it's Canada. Think that one's Canada? I do. Of course, I've been. I'm getting a quizzical look pretty from bad the right now. I'm, I'm. I don't recall that from my list of Minnesota. Teams. All right, we're, I'm going Canada. I'm going Canada then. And how many do we have left? By the way, three. Three, three left here. Labrador City. And as we look through here, Daryl's going to be our winner. All right. Daryl is our winner there. And I think Daryl's been playing this entire time. He's been texting in on just about all of them. Uh, but Canada, Labrador City, just a town in Canada. All right, our next one that we are going to go to here. Hey, I got one right, by the way. Yeah, look at you. I did. This next one is, as I try to decide which one we're going to, <laughs> Gander. Dander or Gander? Gander. G-A-N-D-E-R. Gander. Gander. Is it a town in Minnesota? Is it a town in Canada? Or is it a town in both Minnesota and Canada? Gander, eh? 
Uh, I also it, like how, as we play this game, we're just equating the entire country of Canada to one of our states. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we didn't just pick one of their provinces. It's all of Canada. Gander. As you, as it's Gander. often known, the people of Minnesota and Canada are the frozen chosen. <laughs> Gander. I can tell you one that it is. It is in Canada for sure. Yeah. And if so, you're so, if, is it in Minnesota then? I don't recall that name, but that doesn't mean... It is not in Minnesota. There is, I uh, believe, a Gander Lake. I think, yeah. Well, and, and there, there are some stores that are Gander Mountain or something like that. Yeah, Gander that. Mountain is a, is a big uh, but a sports... Uh, for a town, it is just in Canada. It's actually in Newfoundland. Yeah, for our Newfie friends, just like Come From Away. That's right. Uh, one left. What, who, who won? Is oh, it? Lisa won. Lisa. I, I got that with Lisa winning that one. All right, Lisa. Are we down to our last one? We have one left. Down to our and, last one. Um, who was it? Who was it there? Steven said that he had to stop over in a plane in Gander. Yes. On his way in the military to Germany. That wow. was uh, that's a refueling stop for a lot of uh, uh, prop jets. And hmm. uh, it was a refueling, and it's a, a diversion airport. And on 9-11, they housed thousands of people at that airport and in the community. And that's what the play is about. Yeah, well, there you go. All right, our very last, last one. one. This is the last one. Very last one here. We're going to go with Grand Prairie. Grand Prairie. Grand Prairie. Texas. I vote Texas. That is, might be correct, but not part of the game. <laughs> I, do, there's, I do know there's a Grand Prairie, Texas. That is one well, thing I know, I know. I know there's a Grand Meadow, Minnesota, and a Grand Marais, Minnesota. Grand Prairie. Mm, Grand Prairie. Is there a Grand Prairie, Minnesota? Not so sure on that. Is there a Grand Prairie, Canada? I'm pretty sure there is. I think it's up in Manitoba. I remember correctly. Our last one for some come from away tickets. Canada, Minnesota, or both? I already know the answer, so. Yeah, I this, you this I got me. you I got you on this one yeah. earlier. This one, our winner. There's also a Grand Rapids, Minnesota. Yes, there is. Our winner is going to be Brent. There is a Grand Prairie, Canada. They spell Grand with an E on the end of it. And a Grand Prairie, Minnesota. There is. So there, there's a Grand Prairie Township in the uh, metro of Minneapolis. There you go. Grand Prairie, Minnesota? Hmm. That's what Google tells me. So there you go. Good luck to... Uh, or thank you to everyone for playing that game as uh, we use the text line, Rick Sign Recognition Hotline. Um, hope our nine winners with those pairs of tickets to come from away can really enjoy those next week. We will be reaching out to you on the text line to get the rest of your information so you guys can get those tickets for next week. It is 725. Sports coming up next here on KLIN. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com to get today's top local and Husker news sent straight to your email. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. 1,499.3 KLIN. Plenty to get to this morning on the Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management Morning Drive. Without any further ado, I'm the one who has to hit the the numbers today. So, <laughs> Number five. Yesterday was the final day of the short 60-day legislative session. Governor Ricketts addressed legislators and had uh, one very descriptive word saying, Wow. He praised lawmakers for the work they accomplished, uh, including, of course, historic tax relief, uh, $900 million in income and property taxes. He praised lawmakers for their work in preserving Nebraska's water supply with passage of the Perkins County Canal Project and the start of that construction of the lake between Lincoln and Omaha. He also talked about uh, improving law enforcement and uh, other areas as well. Now, By the, the way, missed opportunity for you to use the Owen Wilson. Wow. Okay. Oh, wow, you missed that. Okay, sorry. Yeah, it was in a movie. I mean, you know I don't understand. <laughs> I figured you'd get it more than Jack would have, so I was happy to for this audience. <laughs> Probably got a point there. At least I know who Owen Williams is. But... Or Owen Wilson. Yep. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, uh, high praise from uh, Speaker Mike Hilgers to the legislators. Uh, it was a, a very fast-paced uh, session. Uh, not without its controversy, though, uh, but still accomplishing uh, quite a bit, uh, especially for the uh, governor. Uh, was his last address mm-hmm. to the legislature as he's being term limited out. Also, yesterday, a uh, high praise and uh, words of uh, uh, remembrance for uh, state senator and U.S. Congressman Brad Ashford, who yeah. passed away Tuesday. And as a result, uh, the governor also ordered. All flags Saturday to be at half staff in honor of Ashford. So a busy day and uh, the final day at the Unicameral, and they finished up. Sine died. A uh, busy day. It was a full, full legislature um, that that entire session. So uh, and especially when we think about, there was a couple weeks where we were asking, "Is anything going to get done?" Because of the number of filibusters that yeah, were going yeah. on. Yeah, we uh, we framed off in the newsroom the daily calendar of the legislature. And there was a period of time where that calendar got longer and longer and longer and contained almost exactly the same things for several weeks. They just kept getting backed up and added to and backed up and added to. So, yeah, it was a challenge. But then one day last week, wow, they uh, moved wow. like a hundred wow. things. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> uh, they moved like a hundred pieces of legislation through in one session. How that, much? That how was much, incredible. Yeah. How much shorter was this session than normal? In the regular well, no, this, well, they have a 90-day session, the long session, right? and then the uh, second year is a 60-day session. 60, so. Mm-hmm. So it's 60 but, and 90. Yeah, so this was this was already the short session, so you were packing um, everything into into the 60-day session. And Mark, like you said earlier, it was a, a lot of four-day weeks, so it extended things out. Well, um, that, that's not unusual. They, you know, they'll take a, a four-day uh, weekend that way so uh-huh. that out-state legislators don't have to travel as often and, and they get back to their districts and are mm-hmm. able to uh, 
meet with constituents. And, of course, a lot of these people are businessmen and, and they have other uh, employment, so they've got to stay active on that because they are paid notoriously very little money. $12,000 annual salary. <laughs> There is a lot that can be said about that, and that's not the time that's for right not, now. And that's not news. That's opinion. <laughs> Number four. We've been uh, reporting this morning, and it's a pretty uh, interesting program. Capital Humane Society, a new community service program. It's actually for the whole county, Positive Impact Project. It uh, provides income-qualified pet owners to access to affordable preventive veterinary care for cats and dogs. Uh, 16th and South Street in the shopping center that houses Metal Art Coffee and Open Harvest. Uh, now, uh, interim director uh, Matt Manchero, uh, who you talked to earlier this morning, uh, really describes this. Uh, any pet owner that qualifies for programs like SNAP, Medicare, Medicaid, WIC, housing assistance, child care, any of those types of uh, programs, you automatically can qualify for this program. Uh, preventive veterinary care for products or for such things as vaccinations, deworming, flea tick preventative, microchipping. Uh, in addition, pet food and pet supplies, such as collars, leashes, will be more available in the pantry as the program wow. goes. What a great program. Yeah. I mean, it's expensive. Pets are expensive. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but they're, great, but they're also part of the family. They're part of the family. To, to be able to take care of them. And when you take care of them, yeah, I mean, we. Yeah, it, it costs money, but yeah, they're part of the family, mm-hmm. and you don't necessarily think of that, especially when you get your first puppy, you know, you have them come in, you don't think of the expense that's going to go on down the road as they get older. Right. And um, it, it's really expensive. I mean, it's we found that out with our two, our two dogs, our latest dogs, you know, between diabetes and cancer and trying to take care of them, the expenses rise. So this is great. Well, and to be able to qualify for the that preventative veterinary assistance, um, as well as the, like something like microchipping, mm-hmm. um, where should your pet go missing, you're, you're able to um, able to still find that family member. Because yep. uh, we hear Matt talk about every Thursday, and he had a uh, had a cat today that that showed up, and just the uh, the owners couldn't find them. They couldn't get a hold of the owners. Couldn't find them. Um, and, and that's something that happens all too often. Yes, so, it does. So, so there's one of those things that and you, you see it a lot. People post to social media, um, so-and-so got out, jumped the fence, and we can't find them. We're looking around. The microchipping, being able to qualify it's for awesome. that, I think that's a very big one. But then just the overall health, being able to take care um, take care of your pets, that, this is a big deal. I really like this program here, and this is something that's going to greatly benefit yep. the Lincoln community. And we've got a lot more information posted at KLIN.com, so you can get details. Uh, the dates and everything, I mean, these are scheduled clinics, and so you can get those dates and, and all of that detail location uh, right there on our website. Awesome. Number three. Cam Chick and Griffin Everett homered. The Husker bullpen pitched just over five scoreless innings. It was a 4-3 win over North Dakota State at Hawksfield last night. Uh, Nebraska, they're at 14-21 and 21 now. Scored four runs on seven hits with an error. North Dakota State, 21-12 and 12 on the season. Had three runs, seven hits, and an error. Oh, man. This was... Uh, I was getting a little worried late in the game because you just have the one-run lead and... Nebraska notoriously has not done great in these one-run games. I think it's now five games in a row that they've um, that have been decided by just one run. They started out the BYU series with a one-run win and then lost three straight yep. by one-run losses. Um, they get the victory last night, but 
Uh, man, bullpen came up huge. You got the hits early on in the game, just couldn't put anything together late. Um, th- this team, Doug, has not been one that's going to go put up a bunch of runs and put someone away. For some reason, they're just going to play everything close right now. I know, and you mentioned like in these games, they get on. Usually, that you know they'll get that first runner on, and then they make these mistakes, mm-hmm. or they get two or three on base, and they just can't drive them home. Yeah. And that's the frustrating part about watching them at this point. But um, I still have hope. I think they're a young team. I, I, I see the sparks every now and then, and I'm excited for the next few years. So. Yeah, and, and but this and, year's been frustrating. I thought they were going to do a lot better than they did. Yeah. Are doing right now. Well, and, and they lost some talent. Cade Povich oh, yeah. in his first 19 innings of, of pitching yep. after Nebraska um, here this spring into summer, whatever we're going to call this. 19 innings, his ERA is under one. Yeah. That's a dude that you don't have going to the hill for you, yeah, and you need um, that. every week. And, and they've had the injury bug. Kyle Perry's going through and getting that, that elbow all fixed up. They, you just don't have the guys that you had last year. And yes, I do think there, there's some mentality that's missing from last year's yep. team. That was a big part of their run. Just um, something about the leadership with those older guys that had been around for Mojo Haggy had been around for yep. 18 years or whatever. Um, but all the other guys that you had that you could count on in big moments, you haven't quite had that with this team yet. And you've got some guys that are going through a little bit of a slump. No one's really hitting the ball great yep. overall over the course of the season. Um, but you've got guys like Griffin Everett. Seems like he's getting some RBIs getting just about every game. Cam Chick's got a couple of home runs and a couple games in a row. So you have some things clicking, just it's not enough guys all at the same time right. um, to give you a, a whole bunch of confidence for this stretch run. Uh, but they do, there's, there's weird things can happen. Weird things can happen like? as long as you get into the top eight in the conference, and you can get to the conference tournament. Right. Because then you're in Omaha for the conference tournament, and you control your destiny from there. You can win your way into the regionals. Yep. Yep, like you said, they need, and Bolt's talked about it, they need those leaders to step up. That's mm-hmm. what we're that's what we're missing at this point. Those leaders to step up in key moments to make it happen, and it uh, it builds off each other. There's a, you know, there's that um, momentum that that happens when one person strikes mm-hmm. and makes a, it makes a hot move, and it it becomes contagious. We need that. And need it's that. it's never too late to have a nope. leader step up. Yep. And it's not something you haven't missed the boat on that. Someone right. can still step into that role. Number two. 15th LPS Extra Mile Walk this Saturday, Lincoln East. Hundreds of LPS students will gather and uh, the one mile, approximately one mile walk, raise money and awareness for child hunger. The money that's raised, and they've raised over a million and a half uh, in the 14 years (laughs) that this has been going on, goes to support uh, hunger in the schools and child hunger. Uh, The backpack program is one of them, the food market selections uh, in some of the schools. Uh, Michaela Kumpke with Food Bank of Lincoln, who uh, oversees the distribution of the food for this, says the walk just casual, uh, not a competition. They uh, expect uh, you know all of this support to continue, and they hope they do because there's about five thousand students that benefit from these food programs. Yeah, there's a big need, and the food bank is doing great work. Michaela, you know, she came in, I think, drive time, it's been a month or two ago, talking about their new expansion, that $10 million expansion. And then also, they have a Lincoln Fresh food truck. Did you know that? The food the food bank has a food truck that goes out and gives out fresh produce, especially to families and, and families of kids as well. And so um, raising money uh, for food for, you know, kids in general and students is important, and they're doing a great work. And so 
We want people to get out there and take part of the walk. The kids uh, take part of that walk and raise more money. And there's a lot of organizations, uh, churches and that, that help support this program by uh, distributing uh, food for the backpack programs. I know uh, I deliver food every now and then. From Southwood Lutheran to we, uh, our school that we support is Saratoga Elementary, and, and there's a, a huge uh, volunteer effort from uh, organizations like that that make this possible. Yeah, I know there's always more needed because there's there's always folks that that need the help. But one of the things that I have loved since moving to Lincoln is seeing how much people really give to help out yeah. um, folks here in this community. And especially with inflation happening now, which is which is pinching people's, you know, um, you know, their their, their dollars or how how far mm. they'll actually go and this is going to be more of a need over the next several months and probably the next couple of years. Yeah, so that that's a big one. What what uh when is that again, Mark? Uh Saturday. Saturday. So there you go. Mark that down on your calendars, and uh, I think I saw something on KLIN.com as well for that. Yeah, there I believe there's a story. Yeah. Um, Number one. Well, as uh, Fox News has been reporting, uh, Justice Department is filing an appeal. They've filed a notice that they are going to be appealing. The the overturning of the judge's order that voided the federal mask mandate on public transportation. The notice came minutes after the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention asked the Justice Department to appeal the decision. Um, The notice appeal filed yesterday in federal court in Tampa. The CDC says it's continuing assessment that at this time an order requiring masking in the indoor transportation corridor remains necessary for the public health. Okay. I uh, we we this Doug is- and I talked about this a little bit in sound off too and it's I just don't know how necessary there is a fight at the federal level for this. Especially well, what, what, two, what it's supposed to be two weeks from now when they were going to drop it. Yeah. Well, but the the underlying thing is that if this stands, it would question whether the CDC has the authority to do right. any mask type or certain orders regarding uh, public health. Okay. So it's, it's more than just this mandate. They think it'll have a domino effect and they want to preserve their right to uh, issue these types of orders. I'm just done talking about masks. I think every time I've been here, you talked about the border. It's masks. Border and masks. I'm telling you, every time. You're our border and masks guy. Uh, And that is your morning drive brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management. We'll wrap up the 7 o'clock hour next on KLIN. When you're you're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. Congrats again to all of our winners for the Come From Away pair of tickets. Make sure you're watching your phone. Got a couple of folks still need to respond there. Grow Lincoln coming up here in about 10 minutes. Also, Jessica Cootie from the Huskers Radio Network. It's 8 o'clock. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com listen. Shopify.com listen. 
Well, good morning. It's uh, 8-11, and we're joined in the studio by our friends Robin and Dave from Grow Lincoln. Thank you so much for being here. Excited to hear about what's going on. But, um, Dave, we were talking baseball before we we, we jumped on here. Yeah. And um, in your days of coaching and yeah. how frustrating it can be when things don't go right. Yeah, there's a <laughs> – Caleb was talking about the game the other night, and I missed it, and so he was giving me an update. Frustration, uh, particularly when you're a coach, when things – go the way that Caleb was talking about. Also nice, though, as a team to overcome those situations right. that are frustrating. Yeah, I talk to our players all the time that, you know, this is life. Things yep. happen like this where you think things are going to go some way and they don't go that way, and you got to learn to deal with it and focus on what you have control over and some things you don't have control over. Unfortunately, they did have some control over the stuff that they failed at. <laughs> hey, if you fail seven out of ten times, you're still a Hall of Famer. Yeah, that's the whole deal. And people, that's the beauty about uh, baseball. I go, hey, you only have to hit 300. <laughs> well, hey, we've got some news uh, in regards to restaurants in La Paloma. Uh, that just came out this week. That was all over social media. Boy, they have been around for at least three decades. Well, and they've been in multiple locations. I mean, they used to be in the Haymarket back right. when wow. the Haymarket was just beginning to resurge and become something. Yeah. And then they moved way out to West O Street. They did? Or, or excuse me, East O Street. I misspoke. Oh, Northeast Lincoln. Yeah. yeah, yeah mm-hmm. And then moved to this location that they're, yeah. that they're currently at or soon to no longer be located at 84th and Holdridge. Yeah. So when are they finally closing? Do you know what the, is there a date that they gave? Or? Uh, I think it's Monday, the 25th. Monday. April 25. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And they will be replaced by Mi Tierra. Oh, so they're already, there's already a restaurant going Yes. On. Yes. Okay. Yes. Mi Tierra is currently at 56th and Highway 2. They opened a restaurant in the Gateway Food Court and closed that one. Right. Um, but they are going to take over this space. It's a growing area, 84th and, and Holdridge over there. And so yeah, there's a lot I of mean, stuff going on, uh, apartments going in um, and restaurants now, so, which is great. We need more restaurants in that area. Well, and and there's a lot of uh, single-family residences yep. as, as well as uh, apartments, even to the east of that. You know, when we've talked about it on the show uh, several times about uh, the apartments as well as the uh, regular single-family subdivisions yep. going on. New hair salon looks like going yeah. in over near Needs mr some... albert's office building well yeah this is actually, one of your new neighbors over it's, at, it, it's, at, it's uh, one of my neighbors it's uh, albert's uh, company right <laughs> and uh i happen to own that space so uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so that makes me know, that, makes, that makes me particularly happy that they're going in there well okay so it says Lux, correct salon. So, what kind of salon is it? Well, they uh, they do uh, hair hair salon, but they also do uh, hair extensions, hmm. which is a you know Big a, thing now. a little bit of a a, a deal now. And uh, they will potentially have some other maybe an esthetician going in there too. Yeah. So, so not a barber. No, it 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 they're gonna have their own uh, individual. Like you're seeing in a lot of uh, uh, salons where they have their own individual rooms yep. where they're where they're located. 
And my the reason why I know about extension, my daughter's is a cosmetologist, so um, yeah. I need extensions. I mean, the more <laughs> the older I get, the, the less I yeah. have. We so. need barbering extension for men, don't we? That's right. Are there uh, any barbers near 84th and Highway 2 anywhere? Well, I mean, if you go with like a cost cutters or something like that, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, but the traditional male barber, like on you know the Andy Griffith show, yeah, yeah the, the, that's getting rare. Mm-hmm. You don't see. We had, many, I have one that I go to. <laughs> we had a, a mini surge of that, maybe about three or four years ago, where we started seeing you know the ones that, that do the design. Yeah, but, but that sort of stopped. Yeah, it was yeah. it was a micro trend <laughs> for a while. Okay, all right. Here's yep. an, here's another one. Seventieth um, and Pioneers, esthetician. That's <laughs> that is what is going into strip centers these right. days. No, and we're seeing a you know we're seeing a lot of CBD and yep. vape shops and. And salons of different types. It's all about being pampered and feeling good. That's right. It's not about like clothing and home decor. What exactly does an esthetician do? Uh, skin, okay. skin care. So I was hoping you would just end the answer at skin. Well, they do. They do. <laughs> skin. You want me to go into more detail, or well, no, I, I think I generally got it. But like, I, I hear that and I go, I don't right. know something beauty, but know. what is it? Yeah, it's typically skin care. Um, you know, can be anything from pimples to wrinkles. Well, so yeah, and so you always have a organic market for, okay. for something like that right, yeah okay that's one that's not going away <laughs> skin does not go away let's hope skin is here to stay it's a good bet skin and, is in that's what all the kids are saying and okay see that's right yeah you know it's always is in the, that right Caleb? and it's always in the game i, I believe uh, they would say it's lit oh <laughs> boy Whoa. yeah well and continuing with the very same theme mr ashleman over at Ashleman Commercial Real Estate announced that at Meadow Lane Shopping Center at 70th and Vine, True Skin Spa has just opened. So, and and I think that fills Meadow Lane Shopping Center up to 100%, if I remember right. And boy, is that remodeling coming along over there. And that is looking sharp. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's another, uh, that was another TIFF project. Yeah, that tax increment financing at 70th and Vine. Mm-hmm. And, that's, yeah. and it goes to show you what what you can do when you have that those type of funds available to you. And that's where is Ace? Is there an Ace there as well? Yes, in, this in is where strip? Ace Hardware is. Um, the famous Abe's. five or the no, the the, oh, yeah. the burger honest guys. Abe's. Honest, honest Abe's. I always say famous yeah. Abe's, and my wife laughs at me. <laughs> she likes famous Dave's, There's and I like honest Abe's. Pet so. groomer, a takeout Valentinos yep. that just got rebuilt. I want you to know, years ago, that's where I got my haircut. It was at a place called the Cut Hut over there. <laughs> Barber? <laughs> yeah. Oh. A barber. <laughs> a true old fashioned Andy Griffith barber. Yeah. 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 Well, how no about longer. how about Southeast Community College? Big project going on. Okay, yes, and shout out to my old school where I I um, attended school for two years there in the business college. Um, Forty two million dollar project, big deal. Two new buildings coming. Um, the first one is going to be for technology, and then local employers that want to help their employees with technology skills. So large employers here in Lincoln are just thrilled about this. It's going to be called Sand Hills global technology center 
So this is a, you know, the trades and right. to help your employees get up to speed. Uh, maybe you need to redirect into a different career. This is where you will go. Um, within five years, they plan to have built a science focused facility. Um, and on top of that, Southeast Community College is already undergoing a $100,000 remodeling and new addition project. This but is their. The addition uh, looks good. I think it's 100,000 square feet. Uh, yeah, what did I say? Well, that dollars? Dollars. Oh, yeah, sorry. Square feet. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there's, a, there's a slight difference there. Yeah, I mean, that's like Walmart sized to put, you yeah. know, to put it into perspective. So a lot of that is revamping an old building, but they're building like a core of that is new building that right. they are putting in do you know where they're going to expand is it going to be east of the campus north northeast because that whole area is undeveloped over there uh you know? that's a good question did i see a map of that okay so because i'm talking about the older section now right with, with hundred thousand right. yep. square feet yeah that's already gone up and yeah yep. yeah so that's what the revamping part of the inside of that and adding right. a little bit onto the outside of it so you know, this is a lot going on at the same time. So that's going to support their student uh, student and academic support, basically. And a lot of departments already in that project. Mm-hmm. So that was already going on before they announced this. And I don't know, some people might remember, like about six years ago, they, they floated a bond project that they wanted all of us to have our taxes raised. There's a line item for Southeast Community right. College right. on your property tax right. bill. A lot of people don't even notice that. And they were trying to raise that because they wanted to do a lot of these things, not just here, but in Milford mm-hmm. and some of their other locations. And the voters voted that down. They had to come back and redraw and revamp. So what they are doing is they are raising fees. Like It's called a facility use fee that will have to be paid now. But they are getting some donations. They're using their own capital improvement funds and i've noticed from the alumni newsletter they've ramped up the donor thing a little bit i mean they're doing a little bit better job reaching out to alumni than they used to do so what's well, good I'm investing in the trades and in the school yeah. system is really good oh what for- a what a great alternative to college costs yeah, you know exactly. you can get a very practical i mean the education i got was so practical um and you you can be out in the workforce within two years and have a lot less student debt. Yep. All right, let's move south. We've got one more yeah. here. Well, uh, Robin, I think, knows a little bit about this place, too, but this is at 8055 uh, Yankee Woods. Uh, Lincoln Orthopedic is uh, planning on going in there. They pulled a building permit for $85,000. In case you don't know where that is located, that's kind of by the Koppel Y or the Maryland Moore uh, Middle oh, yeah. School. Yeah, that is, and that's what's so significant is to see medical services way out there. I mean, this is like on your way to the Lincoln Electric System, yeah. but there's a lot of houses. I mean, it's an unbelievable amount of houses that have come in around there. If mm-hmm. you have not driven down there in recent months or years, you would not it blow your mind. And the Beltway too going on as well. Beltways coming in yep. there. Right, right. So now we're starting to see. I mean, this is one of the first. I mean, there's a few little commercial things down there. Yeah. I mean, this would be one that serves the public. Probably one of the first ones that. Businesses <laughs> anticipating where the growth is. Right. Well, Being a little ahead of that, that curve a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, there's some other businesses. There's a daycare out there and some other things. But And they, they built several what we call in the business flex buildings. They can be used for lots of different uses, can be anywhere from a warehouse to an office to you know, a retail type of location. So, but yeah, if you have general, a, it's, driven around there, stop at, you know, scooters or Starbucks at 84th and Highway 2 and just head south and just explore. <laughs> yep, I mean, yep. that is amazing what is going on. We'll All right. About, uh, I was going to bring up ahead. one quick thing. Talk about physical therapy. Uh, I just pulled it this morning. It, it happened the other day. A building permit for 5141 O Street for another oh, physical therapy office. There you go. And uh, this was $58,000, by the way. What do you have coming up on the show this weekend? This week, um, Chamber Ribbon Cuttings, Bruce Boyer, will be our guest. Um, If you have missed some of our past shows, two podcasts I want to point out. Um, John Alban came on our show on April 2. 23,000 people in Nebraska are on unemployment, but 54,000 available jobs. Mm. Right. We can't even begin to fill the available yeah. jobs. <laughs> and Matthew Wegner, he went to Ukraine to help a family friend escape to housing in Germany. Um, March 26 podcast. All right. Well, thanks so much for jumping in, and we appreciate you being here this morning. Thanks for having us, thanks. guys. You bet. Check out Grow Lincoln at 12 noon on Saturday. Well, it's uh, 824. We've got a check of sports with Caleb next, and then Jessica Cootie from the Husker Sports Network will be joining us in our final half hour. It's at 824 on 1499. 3 KLIN. Waking up the capital city with the help of Nitro Cold Brew Coffee from Broken Rail Beverage Company. This is 1,499.3 KLIN. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. Closing things down here on a Thursday, 839 in the capital city. Caleb Henry and Doug Fitzgerald. And no, no, Greg Sharp. Well, he decided to take vacation with Jack Mitchell. I'm sure they're out golfing or doing something. But even better, we got Jessica Cootie in here uh, from the Huskers Radio Network. Jessica, long time no see. Well, we saw you at the Husker luncheon yesterday. I know, but I felt like driving in here because the last time I made this drive in was football season. So I felt a little deja vu. But right. I will give Greg a, a pass. He's traveling with the baseball team. So it's no, not like no, he's no. We don't got to give him off. that. <laughs> he doesn't deserve any of that. No. The baseball team fresh off a win. Yes. Um, man, I, I know our hearts from, from watching it as fans and for those covering it. 
every one run game we're like what's going to happen <laughs> it's just every every single inning is something can go and i mean that's the way baseball works is um the game's never done until that 21st out or 27th out math um is recorded and Nebraska's in so many one-run games. It's like, okay, is the other team just going to get a home run? Is it going to flip the other way? Is Nebraska going to do it? This is uh, a... <laughs> it's almost like heart attack season every single night. I know. They kept it, they keep us on the edge of our seats. But uh, you heard Coach Bull, I heard you play the soundbite last night. Hey, 1-0, approach this week. And they've had just such a tough go at it with some of the injuries with the arms. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could not have been hit worse and uh, with the pitching. So, but... Getting some young guys, some some experience moving forward, and uh, back to Big Ten play. So right, and I know it's a lot of people. The standard is what you saw a team do last year, and, and last year is still going to be different because of the amount of experience that you were able to have on yeah. last year's team is not normal, even for the COVID years of times. Last year's team just had so many guys at the same time that could come back. Yeah, and I, I've never in my entire career seen a team that's had that much leadership and experience leave and graduate and go on and that next year not be hit a little bit you know it's just mm-hmm. it's, it's so tough to duplicate to replace just I mean you have the talent yeah but it's you, you just there's so much of that leadership that you just don't it doesn't snap your fingers and you replace that so mm-hmm. you know having that leadership gone I think they're you know developing some young guys and and they'll be back and we've heard Trav talk a lot about it he has the utmost confidence and and Will Bolt and and you know the the way that the culture will be in place and and they got so many so many young guys that that are getting a feel for this college baseball thing the first time and then you know getting some guys back hopefully healthy from injury so but yeah i mean just when you lose that kind of experience and leadership it, it mm-hmm. is tough to bounce back from that getting those young guys experience though cuz if we look at um especially women's basketball even softball right now they had some pretty young rosters where they had some folks that were around for quite a while. Um, and obviously women's basketball, it helps when you can have two in-state players step in as freshmen right, yeah. and, and compete the way they did and contribute the way they did. But softball, think about the number of Olivia Farrell, who's been around, and Courtney Wallace, those are uh, your, your 1A and 1B pitching. But the young players that are then stepping up while you've had everyone gain that experience, baseball's in that step right before that, it seems like, with this team. Yeah, and Maddie uh, Fowler-Burkhart says that she calls them the, the seniors in the circle and the sophomore <laughs> sluggers for yeah. this softball team because, I mean, they are. They're young. I mean, the, the pitching is is has been around, and they're super seniors, and they have that experience, and they're also the team captains, which is also special, too. But if you look at the lineup, um, you know, one through nine, most of those players are pretty young. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking freshmen. They they were freshmen last year that are building off of that in the sophomore year. But you know, talk about pass the bat, man. Everybody <laughs> in that one through nine lineup can just hit bombs, and that is a dangerous lineup to face as a pitcher. You can't walk anybody. No, there, there's no anyone who comes up to the plate is like, well, I have to pitch to this person because if I put her on, well, the next person's going to possibly just get another RBI when they hit it over the fence. Yeah, I mean, I, when I was at Oklahoma, Lauren Chamberlain was in the middle of a you know that chasing the NCAA home run record and people would walk her over and over and over again because there wasn't she didn't have that protection mm-hmm. in front of her behind her it was you know this lineup here you can't do that to billy andrews i mean and i think people want to talk about billy andrews and what she's done in her stats and it is phenomenal she's third in the nation and home runs leads the big 10 but beyond that if you you know go to every game especially in the last few games of this winning streak there's been a different player that's delivered in the big moments you got mm-hmm. peyton glad or maya felder you know there's a lot of different players that have been the quote-unquote 
quote-unquote hero of the game. Yeah. And that's why Billy has been able to do what she's done because you can't walk her. Like you just said, mm-hmm. you cannot walk her because then you're going to give up two runs as opposed to one. You know, right. it's a, better to give up a one-run home run if you're going to than a two-run home run or a three-run home run. I think that building over uh, right field needs some extra padding because those bricks are get, they're getting dented at this point. I know. I mean, it is just it's wild. They they just the the way they attack each and every at bat and the mindset and they just have such a confidence and it's a fun team and uh, we're going to have Rhonda Ravel and Sydney Gray on the show tonight on Sports Nightly but um, you know, Coach Ravel talks about now that they're finally in the top 25, we've been calling for it. I feel like we've been calling for it since women's basketball season. Hey, can you put these women teams in the top 25 yes. softball team finally cracked that top 25 and you wonder how they're gonna you know approach that now that hey they have they have caught the college softball world by storm now i mean i don't think they're flying under the radar anymore but they're in that top 25 and she had talked about okay do we address it do we not and she did you know at the beginning of practice yesterday they they mentioned it real quickly and then the team was all right let's get back to work let's let's get a good get good day's practice in so mm-hmm. i don't think they'll get caught up in the hype i think they're going to continue to approach it the same way that they have well, and I think for this team, because there are times that you'll you'll have the teams, even for women's basketball, it was, well, why aren't they ranked? And they'd, they'd take a week and they'd go 2-1 and one for a week or 1-1 one and one or 3-1, and one, and uh, they were still winning more than they were losing, but there were still some losses in there. And, and right now this team is 18-0. and <laughs> yeah. If there's a team to ever be ranked and it not be as big of a deal, because there's already something else going on. It's, do you keep the winning streak going? And they were down 7 on Sunday. And stormed all the way back. Did I hear it right that that was the the biggest comeback in program history? Yeah, I think it's tied for the biggest comeback. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so you add everything else going on for this program. The uh, what, and we've talked about it a number of times here. We played the clip from Ronda Ravel, and we had Nate Rohr on this last Saturday, but talking about um, Caitlin Neal's journey and yeah. what happened in the Iowa series and the Grand Slam on her uh, late father's birthday. There's so much about this softball team. That is fun and relatable, and, and people gravitate towards it. And you want to talk about a team loaded with Nebraska kids? There are there's a ton of Nebraska talent on this Nebraska softball team. But yeah, the, the chemistry is just so undeniable, and you you saw it with the women's basketball team. And it, it's just as a fan when you watch a team that likes to play the game and play it together, it's, it it draws you in, right? And and we saw that with the women's basketball team, and now we're seeing it with the softball team. There's no denying this team likes to play this game together. They're having so much fun and. It's 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 a joy for them to get to take the field together, and a lot of that is coming too from those super seniors. This is their last go at it, and mm-hmm. there was so much uncertainty for the last two or three years about what what a career is going to end, how it's going to end, and what it's going to look like. But for these super seniors, those in the in the circle, the Courtney Wallace and Olivia Farrell, I mean, they know this is their last go at it, and so the way they're approaching things is contagious for the rest of this team, and they're just trying to make the most of every single day and enjoy being out there on that softball field. And I'll be talking with Courtney. Wallace on Husker Hour Saturday at the second great. half of the show. Yeah, she's fantastic. Um, two more road trips on, on tap, and then closing out the regular season at home to take some momentum into the conference tournament. Bowling Stadium's got some room for folks. Uh, yes, yeah, and it's going to be I mean, you talk about three huge weekends because Wisconsin, Ohio State, both pretty high in the RPI, so this is an opportunity for Nebraska to continue to add to that resume and, you know, I don't think they're out of hosting a regional yet. I mean, 
you got to keep taking care of business, mm-hmm. and they're going to take it one game at a time, and they're not talking about that yet. But if they keep winning and, you know, take care of business on the road, because that's always huge for that RPI, especially with teams that are ranked pretty high in the RPI, too, yeah. with Wisconsin and Ohio State, and then, um, you know, you get a big crowd out there for Indiana. Yeah, these are three big weekends for this team, for sure. And then conference tournament at Michigan State. So you, there's plenty of time to still build on an already impressive resume. No doubt about it. Absolutely. And how how electric would Bowling Stadium be for a postseason with this softball team? Well, you get anything at, at Nebraska in the postseason. We, <laughs> we, we see it with volleyball because volleyball, it's the expectation. You're hosting yeah. a regional. Um, and then you just hope you're high enough that you're going to get uh, the regional finals and, and where everything goes from there. And or you can just go to Austin and beat Texas at their place. That's, <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. That's not bad too. either. Uh, but for uh, for women's basketball, there there was a point where they were in the conversation about being one of those top sixteen national seeds. Softball is in that position right now, and they control their own destiny. It, it, it's not necessarily well. You got to hope for some things to fall your way. They've won eighteen in a row. They've got nine games left in the regular season, and then a conference tournament. It's plenty um, in in their control to go get one of those top sixteen. Yeah, and I think you look at, back to a year ago and the postseason and the tournament and how um, I guess a little bit they got short short end of the stick. The Big Ten did because they what they only got two teams in right, and yeah. then Michigan had to go to Washington. Right, it was just a terrible draw for the conference, and I do think that they're getting a little bit more respect. I I think overall the RPI might be not as high as some of the other power fives, but there are multiple teams in that top 30 RPI now. And you got mm-hmm. Washington that are uh, sorry, Northwestern, both purple teams, Northwestern. <laughs> that's, you know, really high in the RPI and they're ranked. And so maybe if you get to play them in the postseason tournament, but um, yeah, I think the big Ten's getting a little bit more respect this year in the committee's eyes, hopefully, which will bode well for all of the big 10 teams, but especially a Nebraska team. If you're, if they're mm-hmm. in the conversation to potentially host. Now, we, we did announce it yesterday, and we'll let folks, uh, our KLIN listeners, know as well. When it's not in a direct conflict with baseball, because we are the baseball uh, affiliate here, we will be carrying softball um, from their conference tournament through the postseason here on KLIN. That's so awesome. you will get a little bit of Nate Roar. You will get some Nebraska softball here on KLIN coming up here after they close the regular season. We're talking with Jessica Cootie from the Huskers Radio Network. Now, spring football. Mm-hmm. That's right. This is this was well for the most part your first full. This was your first full spring football because you got here about a year ago, so you were right on the. Uh, I, was, I got here in June, so I wasn't here during. Spring yeah, that's ball. right. Yeah, you missed. Yeah. I, here's the thing with everything over this last year, we forget where people like, know, exactly right? started, especially yeah. with with the network going in house, and it was like, okay, who got here when? When did everything really get going? So yeah, this spring football. Just what what were your takeaways from? Um, fifty thousand at the spring game. Um, to just everything that that worked out the way it did this spring for Husker football. Yeah, I think there's, and you've heard Trev say it. You've heard you know this coaching staff say it, and I felt it too. Just a, a new energy. And um, Jeremiah Searles talked about how uh, when he went out to the practice right after spring break, normally that can be a really low energy, not um, as as I guess energetic practice because you're coming off of spring break. You might be out of shape you don't really want to be there but he said he was really blown away at the energy that was brought that day and i think that's that's 
the the word is the energy that these this new coaching staff, the new coaches have brought in. I mean, we heard Brian Applewhite, who he was fantastic yesterday, yes. uh, speak at the KLIN luncheon, and um, he's awesome. I just I think there's this new energy that's being infused into these players, and you know, with the new with the quarterback competition, that always heightens it <laughs> as well. And and I think Casey Thompson is really appreciated being here. But yeah, the spring game. I was blown away because, you know, at Oklahoma, they didn't get 54,000 at a spring game. So that was my first spring game. And I was really impressed by that. And I actually, um, Kendall Thompson, Casey's brother, was at yeah. Oklahoma when I was there. And so I visited with them after the spring game and they were really impressed with the atmosphere that, you know, they were blown away by it too. Their first experience at a spring game here at Nebraska. So I know it probably wasn't as attended as maybe some years and, and it maybe wasn't as competitive. So it wasn't maybe as electric of an atmosphere as it's been at times, but still for people that have never experienced it before, it's still, you know, one of the best in the nation mm-hmm. if you're at providing a spring game atmosphere. And when you talk about recruits, there were a ton of recruits down there on Saturday of the spring game that they get a feel for that that hey this is what a taste of what you know we're going to get when we play on Saturdays it's pretty 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 amazing right and I, I was I would say that week going into the game because a lot of people wanted that game to be like more like a game tackle for four quarters and you know what a depth chart is at the end of the day I was a little bit kind of a Debbie Downer that week about that because I was like, that's not what we're getting. But if you accept what the spring game is, that it's a celebration of Nebraska football, the tickets are cheaper to get in, it's a recruiting day, the players get to be in front of fans, you get a lot of the guys that are down the depth chart that get to do something in Memorial Stadium. Think Jarrett Sinek's run um, <laughs> the, for out of Hastings in the spring game. He got to do that in front of a cheering crowd not everyone gets to do that spring game or regular season. And th- those are the things that come out of this as a celebration of Nebraska football. Yeah, and, and Trev talked about that too on his show on Monday night about, you know, we had a caller called in or text in that it wasn't as happy with the format. But there are a lot of places. I mean, you saw Michigan State, their spring game, they just ran drills the whole time, you mm-hmm. know, and a lot of places don't have the luxury to be able to do two teams like, you know, I know Nebraska's done in the past. A lot of places, Oklahoma every year, I keep going back to that because that's all I know, did offense, defense every year for the last nine mm-hmm. seasons because they didn't have enough bodies to be able to do that so um, yeah it's an opportunity for a lot of these young guys to get an experience that you know they're just not going to get probably on a on a Saturday in the fall so and and get a chance for these recruits to get out there it's a big recruiting day I mean it's it's more than just playing a football <laughs> game I know that that's at the core of it what it's what it's supposed to be but there's a lot of hoopla surrounding a spring game that you want to maximize the most out of a, a lot of different things a lot of different yeah. moving parts going on at a spring game. In Iowa State, their last spring practice, like for Nebraska, it's the spring game. Iowa State just went to a high school and just held a regular practice and let people come watch. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's pretty great what, what it is here, and I, I had a lot of fun. It was in, enjoyable for me, and I, I think it definitely made an impression on a lot of those recruits down there, too. I feel like this was the fastest like 10-15 minutes in radio. I know, right? <laughs> We're already done? I heard the music going. I know, so that's it. You'll hear Jessica Cootie on Huskers uh, Radio Network tonight on Sports Nightly. Um, very excited for the conversation you got with uh, softball going on there, and we'll have a uh, we'll have some softball coming to KLIM. I love that. This, uh, it's so spring. important to keep giving these women's sports exposure. I love that you guys are putting them on on KLIN. Jessica Cootie, Huskers Radio Network. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. We'll wrap up uh, Husker Hour. We'll wrap up LNK today next. Before you hit that drive time, stay alert with Nitro Cold Brew Coffee from Broken Rail Beverage Company. This is 1499.3 KLIN.
Storm Alert Team Meteorologist Brittany Foster. Big thanks to Jessica Cootie and the Grow Lincoln team for coming in. Tomorrow, Request Line Friday, it is an open Request Line Friday. Jack is back for that. It's 9 o'clock on KLIN.